Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Annapolis. You know that young person who graduated college this past spring and is now getting ready to go get that big job? Well, here, guess what? Get over to Leon Tailoring and check out their career services division. They've got lots of good professional attire, reasonably priced for both your young men and young women who are getting off into that world of work. Hey, they graduated, they did all the interviews, now they got the big job coming up, so make sure they look the part. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. That's Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, it is summertime. It is after the 4th of July, which means it is movie season and play season and all the other fun stuff. And so who do we talk to about these sort of things? Our good friend, Matt Sosie. Matt, how you been? You asked for it. No, I'm doing okay, Abdul. <laughs> I, as you, I'm glad you mentioned theater season because, yes, uh, when it comes to the big blockbuster movies, I haven't seen much because I've been in rehearsal. I have also been tending to my mother-in-law who broke her wrist a couple months ago, and she's in her 80s. So... Time with the mother-in-law, making sure she's eating, and then having to stick around and watch uh, Murder, She Wrote and uh, Law and Order. I've been doing that more than seeing Elvis and uh, you know and Doctor Strange. See, but here's the thing about Murder, She Wrote, though. Why would you take medicine prescribed by Angela Lansbury? Because everywhere she goes, somebody dies. Yeah, she's it, she's right. the old buffering commercials. Yeah, I believe the, ser- the series is to be Murder She Committed. Yes, but at the very least, you get. In, and by the way, somewhere in the world right now, Law's Order is going on, and of course, Jerry and Jesse are my favorite pairings. So you know, it depends on what time of the year. But no, as you mentioned, I, I, I'm also directing a, a play uh, July 21st through the 24th at Arts for Lawrence. It's uh, William Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, and I'm setting it in Athens, Louisiana. So there's going to be a lot of great Louisiana music and, you know, fun fairies and lovers and chicanery and Shakespeare, but it's Shakespearean. So it's really cool. But it almost uh, starred me. <laughs> yes, but you you chose Alaska. But, you know, plays come and go, but Alaska's still over there. So anyway, the better same time next year. We'll see. <laughs> exactly. So uh, what's out there? What are people seeing? What do you recommend? Well, man, I <laughs> talk about your bad timing sometimes. Um, I am reminded of when the China Syndrome came out in 1979, and then about a week later was Three Mile Island. Um, on Monday morning, I was watching a documentary that CNN had put out called Gabby Giffords Won't Back Down. And then the shooting happened in the Chicagoland area. So I'm like, oh, gosh. But it's her story about uh, what happened before the shooting and what she's been doing after the shooting. And it's done by CNN, and she has an organization. So there's, it doesn't quite get infomercially, although, you know, there's, there's, it could have been a lot worse, yeah. I guess, there's that aspect of it. But, uh, but it talks about her and her husband, who, by the way, uh, if you look at her husband, who, of course, uh, took the spot in the, in the Senate, looks like a bull. Old Hugh Jackman. So when they make their when they make a biopic on these two, Hugh should really look into that. But anyway, it was just kind of a, it's an inspirational story for her aspect and what she had to go through, losing a part of her skull and getting back to even simple simple things as speech and breath. And and then she went on the campaign trail, not only for her husband but also for her organization. Um, so let's talk about uh, some of the movies else, movies out there. Uh, Maverick, which I've heard really good things about. Yeah, as, as so long as there's less, uh, you know, volleyball and jorts. So, uh, and I know this has been a lot of for a, a lot of people the film that brought them back to the movies. Um, I I went back about a year ago, but as far as it being big and loud, um, it's not Tony Scott directing it. It's not as homoerotic. Let's face it. If you're watching, you know, jorts volleyball and your manly film has music by Kenny Loggins. Of Berlin, sorry, and by the way, Quint, I, I didn't make a Quentin Tarantino had a whole bit on this, and so 
you have to look that up yourselves. But no, this is and and the fact that you know at age sixty, Tom Cruise is just as physical and crazy as as far as doing all of his stunts. More power to him. Uh, one thing I did hear, Bob, uh, in that in Maverick, he the the U.S. is quote unquote the good guy, which made a lot of people feel. Better. Yeah, I guess the only thing missing is uh, we don't hear we don't hear a voice saying "Use the Force, Maverick." Because apparently the uh, the fight scenes against the unidentified enemy feels a lot similar to something that was released in 1977. <laughs> don't know, maybe. The Force is strong with this. It one. could be. It could be. And by the way, oh, and speaking of this. Um, Earlier this year or late last year, I remember there's a doc. There was a documentary about Val Kilmer called Val. Look for that because I know that will add to what he's been going through. It talks about his career, but it also talks about what he's been going through the last few years with his physical ailments and the fact that they were able to utilize him in a touching way in Maverick as a reunion between Maverick and Iceman. Uh, again, it's no, no no towel snapping in the locker room, but uh, but a, a better bow on that uh, on that coupling. Matt Sosia, film critic extraordinaire, with us on the program today. Just kind of getting caught up on movies and cinema and what's been playing on the on the stages. So you haven't seen Doctor Strange yet? No, no, uh, I or... haven't. I, yeah, I'm terrible because I've been in rehearsal. Here's the thing: little inside baseball, friends. Um, you know, those advanced, the press screenings and the advanced screenings most of the time happen at night. That's when I'm in rehearsal for the play I'm directing. They didn't do that with Watchmen. That was a long time ago. And you're still really <laughs> angry about that yes, rant. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll tell that story in a bit. But um, so every it's it's been really rare since uh, COVID that we get a press screening in the morning. So I kind of miss those because it, it fits my schedule better. So, you know, thanks slash blame the studios for that. So I've been, I've been going looking at smaller films. There's one called Official Competition that was, I think, Kind of already came and went with uh, Antonio Banderas and Penelope Cruz. She plays an avant-garde filmmaker who gets a lot of money to make a, a high-level art film, and it has two older two older actors with completely different styles of approach, and just kind of makes fun of the the artistic process, which I love to do when I'm working on a show. But uh, but I've been going back to some old titles, Criterion, the the uh, art house uh, video label. Has been on a real hot streak lately. This past summer, they've they put out the first two original Shaft films, Shaft and Shaft's Big Score, um, Double Indemnity for you fans of film noir, Pink Flamingos, yes, the trashy John Waters midnight movie classic. So was there? So was there the classic Death and Chess and the guy with the bicycle riding by and smoking a cigarette? No, but at the end of uh, Pink Flamingos, there's Divine with some dog excrement, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, Mississippi Masala came out. A great underrated uh, romantic drama starring Denzel Washington from the late 80s. Devil in a Blue Dress, which had Denzel Washington as uh, Walter Mosley's Easy Rollins character, is coming out, I think, next month. And this was also, for a lot of people, the film that introduced the world to Don Cheadle. And we're all the better for that. Uh, but that's that's coming out. And uh, Chan is missing. Which I, So anyway, I've been watching a lot of older titles when I have been able to go to the movies. But no Doctor Strange? No Doctor Strange. Did you see Doctor Strange? Of course I saw Doctor and Strange. what did you think of Doctor Strange? <laughs> well, I'll put my jacket on. But please do. Well, no, actually, I thought it was I actually thought it was really good. Uh, you you could appreciate it more. There were a lot of Easter eggs, like a ton of Easter eggs, and and it's also directed by Sam Raimi, who gave us the Evil Dead and the uh, the the first trilogy of the Spider Man movies. So, and I heard it's very very Raimi. Yes, and there is a scene with uh, what's his face, uh, Bruce Campbell. 
Ah, nice touch. There yeah, you there, go. There, there, there's a couple scenes with Bruce Campbell. I won't give it away, but there, it, it's worth saying to the end. Let's put it put it that way. And tell Aunt May to call me. And yeah. the way Hollywood is going, where they keep getting younger and younger, I think the next it's trilogy be cousin May. is no, it's going to be uh, Ariel Winters from Modern Family playing Aunt <laughs> May next. And I know guys are wondering, wishing about for that. Yeah, no, I thought it was really good. They had a lot of Easter eggs, and the more. You understand the Marvel cinema, the Marvel universe. The more you understand the movie, because there are some characters in there that there's no that unless you read the book, you have no idea. So, who they are. so do we have to have the MCU chart that we you know with the pish pin cushions and push pins and yarn, and it looks like the walls on uh, you know SVU or or or, <laughs> or, or the uh, or Deadpool or American <laughs> Gangster? Yeah, it's like the whole mob thing. Yes, but you gotta but you can't watch the movies. You gotta need the you need the book to really figure. Oh, uh, that's a that you. You're talking about reading now? Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, yikes! Yeah, it's comics is <laughs> Illuminati, and they and they also did a really good job of bringing uh, the X Men and the Fantastic Four into the Marvel since they, been, since they haven't been able to do it already. So yeah, yeah no, they actually uh, Professor Xavier's in there, Patrick Stewart, uh, and what's his face from the Office? Uh, John Krasinski? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, no, I was gonna. I was gonna lie and say Rain Wilson. No, not Rain. Wilson. Oh, bring him in. That's good. God no. So yes. Yeah, so I, um, let's do it. Um, Abdul alluded to a while back talking about morning screenings. Um, the original film version of Watchmen, and I remember this. This was at Circle Center Mall. It was a Monday morning. It was 10 a.m. and there was the members of the Indiana Film Journalists Association, of which I am one, uh, and Abdul was able to go. And some of the uh, high rollers, um, people who cash their checks at the comic book shop, not you, of course, uh, were able to come and attend the screening. And there was about 50 of them, one female. She was very popular. And it's 10 o'clock on a Monday morning. Abdul's the only one in a jacket and tie because <laughs> he was going to go straight to his job <laughs> afterwards. And he went on a Lee Elia level rant about these people, not the critics, not having jobs Monday morning at what 10 o'clock. What the blank are they doing <laughs> in a blanket movie theater at blanket 10 o'clock in a blanket morning? What the blank is going on here? I don't think you ever heard me curse like that before. No, I had not. Well, there was the one interview with Eric, my, yeah, Eric the, Tyson, very like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, so if, and if you don't know what we're talking about, go to Lee Elia Ran on YouTube, not at work. And that was Abdul at Watchmen. So yes, yes, that kind of set the precedent for there's, and, there's a time, you know, you have to take time off to yeah, go see that. And the best part of Watchmen was the first five minutes of kind of was time that they are changing and that's and I did like Jackie Earl Haley and and the less I see of Billy Crudup's giant blue thing there that's I don't need that you're listening to (laughs) (laughs) pretty much old friend pretty much our guest on the program today is our good friend Matthew Sosie film critic extraordinaire just getting caught up Matthew I haven't chatted in a while so we can talk about movies and cinema and what's on stage Uh, speaking of stage uh, apart from uh, Shakespeare that you're doing what else is on stage these days well um, I know we it's uh, we are having Indie Bard Fest that's a thing that you and I have been involved with over the years uh, and that's what uh, Midsummer Night's Dream is, which is going to be July 21st through the 24th at Arts for Lawrence. And if you've not been to Arts for Lawrence in uh, at Fort Harrison, it is an outdoor space. And uh, the first, we have an indoor space where we did Elizabeth Rex, the outdoor kind of trellis stage area. We will be christening with our show. Uh, so anyway, that will be in uh, July. And then there will be four shows that are happening at uh, Bardfest in October. And that include one of which is one I'm involved in of Lysistrata. Now, uh, some of you Spike Lee fans will know it as Chirac, which is basically the same concept. It is... um 
It is two uh, two armies who are at war, and all of the women decide to go on a sex strike. So it's a uh, married. <laughs> well, that's just the thing. So it was it was, you know, it's it's a classical story, but with uh, jokes about anatomy. And uh, I get to play as the director told me. Um, I need a horny husband in this show, and yours truly got cast. In I mean, it. No, no kidding. Yeah, no you. kidding. So, <laughs> and this is directed by uh, Holly Hathaway Thompson, who played our, our our lovely queen in Elizabeth Rex. Uh, there is going to be an all-female production of Richard II that Glenn Dobbs is going to be directing. Uh, the Merry Wives of Windsor, which is uh, another Falstaff story, although I'm not in this one, but it's still a lot of fun. And then um, King John. This is I know what I love about the uh, the Shakespeare Festival, a place like Indie Bard Fest, is you know there's 38 titles, and some get played more than others. Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet, Midsummer, and Without the Without Damn Spot, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yes, Macbeth. I'm sorry, it's not radio. I can say Macbeth. And it's not a theater. And then King John, which is a lesser known one, but it's a very cool historical drama. So that is going to be. Oh, and then uh, The Winter's Tale, which is, I believe, a youth production. But you can go to IndieBardFest.com to find out the times and dates for the October shows. And as I mentioned, uh, July 21st through the 24th at Arts for Lawrence. Because I remember uh, we just did uh, Elizabeth. With Rex, we were at a cast member's house, and I remember uh, Glenn, our director at the time, kind of talked about the, he was going to do the play King John, like about the Magna Carta. King John? No, not that King John. Okay. That King like, and then uh, also in the, the indoor theater space where we did the show, I helped curate the movies there in the fall and the spring. And uh, in uh, August, we are going to be showing uh, uh, Big Night. Or, or yes, in September we're showing the Michael Mann film version of Last of the Mohicans for you fans of Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, I will I, come back for you. Yes, yes. Or as a we, long straw. Or as we called it, my left moccasin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and in October, and I, you'll have to go for uh, Arts for Lawrence for the dates. But in October we are doing a double feature: the Spanish language version of Dracula, which was shot on the same locations as the Todd Browning Bela Lugosi version of Dracula. The uh, English language version would shoot during the day, the Spanish version would shoot at night. And some film scholars say it's even better than the Bela Lugosi version. So we're showing the Spanish version of Dracula and then Young Frankenstein. And then in November, Muppet Christmas Carol. Nice. So, so mark your calendars, friends. I'm trying to figure out how to say more Wolf Spade, Van Helsing in Spanish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Donde esta? No. <laughs> Los Wolf's Bane. Yeah. yeah. Something more powerful than Wolfsbane count, and he pulls it across. And... Exactly. So, anyway, that's at Arts for Lawrence. But, yeah, that's something to, to make a trip for, plan your trip. Uh, so, how are the movies, how is the movies, um, and sort of the Hollywood business doing these days? Well, I, obviously, they want they want more people in the theaters. And I, as far as streaming, I, I you know what? It's that it, you talk earlier. The times they are changing. We used to cl- well, some of us used to clamor for variety on Monday mornings to find out how the money how movies made money over the weekend, and then it became news fodder on Monday mornings. Well, now with streaming, in some cases, overpowering the cinema, we're not really getting the the numbers, um, which is a little interesting. I think it's uh, maybe you need Charles Martin Smith for any Untouchables to find out what the you know what the rates are going. So yeah, but it's, it's, anyway, so we're we're not getting the same numbers. But obviously, film the, the movies want you to go to the, the studios want you to go to the movies. You have admission, you have snacks, you get to see it on a big screen. I know you have a I know your uh, your screen at home is large and huge, and everybody loves it. But uh, you know it, there is a, a communal experience. 
experience to seeing movies, to seeing plays. And also at home, you can't reserve the three seats in front of you, the two seats on both sides, you the three seats at the back. Which Abdul has done. <laughs> he has receipts. You'll have to look for that. So anyway, but but you know, but there's a lot of people that just don't want to leave the house, and they're going to turn into the residents in the film Wally and never leave their chairs. So you, you take what you can get. Yeah, because I would imagine that. Uh, like I so said, we we did our vacation to Alaska. I mean, our cruise ship was full because so many people were just so ready to get out of the house and sure. back to back to normal. So my thing is, why not do it at the movie theater? Unless well, I, I think it, we we we're creatures of habit in that aspect. And uh, I, you know, one of the things that always bugs me as an old person who yells at clouds is, for instance, a film like The Irishman, which was three hours, three and a half hours long. I did I directed a play last year that was with intermissions, three hours and forty five minutes. I don't want to hear anybody complain about the length of The Irishman or Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf if you're going to sit down and binge eight episodes of anything. That's your attention span problem. That's not my problem. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, though, some things are worth binge watching. Like, say, Shit's Creek is worth binge watching. <laughs> ah, yes, the one that we spelled properly and said correctly. Yes. yes. <laughs> the, only, the only time we get to say that on the air, yes. Yeah, that was, no, that was worth binge watching. No, I, I'm with you, but I think it's, it's people <clears throat> will, it, it's, I think it's a double standard of, oh, no, like, that movie's too long. I don't want to watch that. But then you'll plow through. Ten episodes, ten half-hour episodes of something. Yeah, so. but see, but I can get up, I can press pause. Yes, well, and that's and, been and the see, whole. That, see, I, 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 I would not want to press pause. And who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Well, and that, well, you can't because we're live. <laughs> you can't, but and, but you know, then we go back to home video in the 1970s, where yes, you you are now in command of your entertainment at home. Um, yes, you can pause it. Try not to, and you know, try to keep the kids out of the house, out of, out of the screening room. I'm watching something. Of course, <laughs> in my case, I, I get to call it with air quotes, work. work. <laughs> or art. What's the difference? <laughs> if it's done right, it could be both. Uh, i got a couple seconds left. Anything I miss? Um... Yeah, I think you missed when I said Midsummer Night's Dream, July 21st through the 24th <laughs> at Arts for Lawrence. You can go to Arts for Lawrence website or IndieBardFest.org for all the information. And, of course, uh, the other four shows, including Alyssa Strada. I'm sorry, IndieBardFest.com. Reading's a skill. But uh, I'm glad to see you. I'm glad you made it out of Alaska. Made out of Alaska just fine. Every scene, every place in Alaska looks like Northern Exposure, right? Yes. Except... <laughs> The, the mountains, the water, the rocks. It's all right. I, I remember the first couple times I went to Las Vegas, every mountaintop looked like the Paramount logo. Yep. It wasn't. But it's cool. <laughs> Pretty much. Matthew Sosie, Matt friend, always going to chat with you. Nothing about the best of luck. Break a leg uh, on uh, Midsummer Night Stream. Thank you. We'll see you in Athens, Louisiana. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.